0: I'm Maureen Natura and you're listening to the Positive Fantastic Podcast. My guest today, Luna Hart, inspires me. She had a truly wild journey that she's been taking throughout her entire adulthood life to reclaim her health from adolescent injuries to her immune system. She's taken her obstacles and difficulties and overcome them to deliver herself into vibrant, radiant health. Not only that, but she's made it her life's work to support other people in healing themselves so that they can be thriving too. I arrived at an office that Luna uses from time to time at a place called The Muse in Willits, California, to record this podcast. She made chia pudding that we enjoyed while we visited and got caught up on how Luna is crafting her career to help folks navigate obscure health issues. Officially, Luna is certified as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner or an FDNP for short, and she takes time for her formal studies and her own life experience into account to be able to be a guide for individuals with a variety of ailments that modern medicine has failed to find pathways to health. In particular, she's excited to work with folks who are willing to bring their healing to the top of their priorities to dive in fully. We met in various fermentation capacities over the years, being Mendocino County-based teachers. We both have been able to credit ferments with a strong role in our respective healing processes. Luna calls her business Heart of Health as a play on her last name, spelled H-A-R-T. In this episode that we decided to call Heart of Health, spelled regularly, Luna shares about her own backstory and the many different debilitating conditions that she has been able to heal in her own body. Even with all the weird and toxic ways that this world can create disease, I never cease to be amazed by the miraculous and the power of healing that can be possible when we tune in, make a commitment to health, and give it everything we've got. I think Luna's story is a message of such fantastic wonders, and I'm happy to share it with you on the podcast today.
1: When I look at life from a place of beauty of the darkness that is around me fades fades away fades away fades away fades away away. when I let go of fear and only love truly Truly. my vision is brightened and I can see clearly, clearly see the way See the way, know the way, please I offer you, take my hand, let's gather everyone, we're family after all, after all, before all, after all. our sorrows. We have another outlook for all our tomorrows. Peaceful heart, peaceful heart, grateful heart. Peaceful heart, peaceful heart. Take a look inside of me I come face to face And I see the beauty. beauty See the beauty
2: Love the beauty
1: Love the me See the beauty Love the beauty Love the me I see the human I see the divine loving the whole i let my light shine in the darkness through the darkness i shine my light in the darkness through the darkness i shine my
0: My guest today is Luna Hart. Welcome, Luna. Hi, Maury. It's exciting to have another fermenter in the podcasting room, as it were. <clears throat> we we first met at a series of different fermentation things. I think the very first one was probably the Herbal Symposium. And I remember you were teaching, and I thought, wow, another local fermentress. I love this. And then we got to know each other better at Allison Purnell's fermentation festival it was a small little private gathering of fermenters and i was teaching miso making and do you remember what you were
3: doing up there yeah i was definitely doing some fermented vegan cheese mm. i think some oat yogurt mm-hmm. and possibly even like a vegan kefir
0: Something i did like your oat-gurt recipe for years yeah. <laughs> i was really into it yeah with the rejuvelac and yep yeah it's good stuff And I can't take
3: total credit. It's really, um, I learned all that when I was at Heartwood and I was in the kitchen and Paul Pitchford Healing with Whole Foods Mm -hmm. was actually on site. And I owe all my fermenting skills to that place because we literally had a ferment fermentation lab, it wow. felt like. And we had what things- an opportunity. We had things that hit the ceiling, like because they were so explosive. Like we would wake up in the morning and our um, you know, winter squash Brazil nut kefir hit the ceiling. <laughs> and, you know, it was, it was it was definitely an experiment. And it was um we got to basically ferment so many things it was really cool
0: that's so wonderful Hartwood is such a sweet space i got up there for my birthday a couple of years ago actually when i was doing my book release and i brought a bunch of copies of my book and soaked in the waters there and just really enjoyed it what a sweet spot in humboldt county in the hills there it, it really is and for me like
3: i only was there for three months but I met people that I still are, I'm just so incredibly close to today. Mm. So it's amazing, like when you have that moment where you just actually with someone for that short of time and you've developed such a deep
0: relationship and yeah, the, it's a potent spot. Fantastic. Luna Heart, what is it that you offer?
3: I am a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and that's a very long, fancy name for someone who's been deeply trained in functional lab work, assessment, and protocols. And I help highly sensitive individuals find the root cause of their cycle and gut health issues so that they can thrive and live a joy-filled
0: life. Awesome. Right? I mean, that's kind of the fanciest technological name I've ever heard anybody have, <laughs> the FDNP, um, lots of letters of acronym means you're very highly credentialed <laughs> and and what a cool thing, right, because here we are navigating being modern humans and people have issues, you know, unfortunately, like it's for being so advanced in some ways, we have so many basic health criteria that are not being met for most people. So and so many people are just kind of in the dark grasping like what what's going on with me? What's happening? Why is this the way that it is? So you're the person that they come to that kind of helps them figure it out yeah often you know i think of myself as like a health detective and Mm -hmm. just
3: kind of doing that deeper work um kind of you know i always say either lifting the hood of the car or lifting the rocks and looking under i'm really looking doing that deeper assessment of what is going on on a deeper
0: level for a person awesome What got you into this work?
3: Well, the interesting thing I always like to say is at a really young age, I just always wanted to do exactly what I'm doing now. Wow. Which is really interesting. Um, You know, I can almost remember like late middle school to early high school, people asking me what I wanted to do. And I wanted to be a holistic healer. And by all means, that just did not float with my parents. They just were like, "No, that's not on the list."
0: <laughs> they wanted the the lettered
3: acronym yeah. career. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, "That is not on the list of things to do." Oh, it is totally on the list of things to yeah. do, which is good. I got to prove that to them. Yes, and then you know, eventually, what happened was just my own health journey,
2: mm-hmm. and.
3: It really was um age nineteen I realized really pretty strongly that I had pretty huge issues. I realized that, you know, one of the hugest things was growing up on a very large amount of antibiotics. Mm-hmm. My stepdad was a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. And it's just so sad because he just honestly thought he was doing right. He thought he was helping me out. I had chronic strep throat and I would go back to the doctors, back to the doctors, back to the doctors. And then they finally said, listen, if you come back, we're taking out your tonsils. Mm -hmm. And at a young age, I just didn't want that. So Mm -hmm. I remember running to my stepdad and saying, hey, like, don't let them take out my tonsils. And he said, you know what? I will never let them do that. And his way to do that was to give me my own bottle of amoxicillin. And so this was a very young age. And I basically throughout my middle school, high school, would just take these um, magical pills, whenever, however I wanted to. I remember just having my own bottle and I would just grab it. When I had a tickle in my throat, I would pop however many I wanted to, Mm -hmm. and I would take them for however long I wanted to. And then I would stop. And I really um, knew there was something wrong when I left for college. I guess that was around 18, actually. And I got strep throat. And I remember calling my stepdad. It was the first time I wasn't you know, I didn't have my bottle of moxicillin. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, you're a big girl. Now you go to the doctors. And I went to the doctors and got a moxicillin. But, um, you know, eventually within that next year of like being in this cycle of getting those antibiotics from the doctors, I eventually got strep throat once again and went to a naturopath. And that naturopath was the one who finally sat me down and was like, you need to stop. You definitely just need to stop taking those antibiotics and you need to find another way to stay healthy. Right. And so at that point, that's when I was 19 and embarking on my healing journey. And, you know, I feel like my journey just was really long. I, through my whole 20s and all my 30s, I just felt like I was in this chronic state of barely surviving
0: right because taking antibiotics for that long had given you some issues
3: it just destroyed my immune system. It destroyed my gut microbiome. It just left me in an inability to defend myself. Mm -hmm. So I was getting all the colds, all the parasites, you know, definitely dealing with fungal overgrowth, just like loaded with infections Mm -hmm. and unable to fight for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that just, you know, it was a eye-opening experience. And um, for me to be really honest on that journey, I had a hard time finding help, and mind you, this was a long time ago. And I feel like, you know, there are more outlets for support, you know, when you're having the, these pretty um, chronic situations. Uh, but back when I was dealing with it, I remember just seeking help from medical prof- professionals and just getting the worst support. Mm-hmm. You know, it was either like, "I don't have anything for you. You're gonna have this for the rest of your life," or Or take this antibiotic or birth control pill or whatever it was that they were going to give me. Let's
0: just put you back on antibiotics.
3: Uh, Yeah. This is, you know, and. So, and no one ever wanted to find out why. Like, Mm -hmm. no one wanted to find the solution or the why to what I was experiencing. So, I went on my own journey and I was my own health investigator, health detective. And that really um, put me deeply learning all aspects. Like, you know, I feel like I dealt with. Um, really having to repair my gut health. Mm-hmm. I had to really repair my adrenals and my hormones mm-hmm. and um, eventually dealt with um, heavy metal toxicity and copper toxicity. And then I was living in a home, so I had to, I had mold um, growing in mm-hmm. it. And so I dealt with mold toxicity too and yeah i just really had to learn how to heal myself holistically
2: mm-hmm.
3: and you know i'm grateful that i went on that journey and really explored all those avenues and that's kind of what i have to offer people is firsthand
0: experience right You're really involved with your clients in an intimate way, partially because of your own healing journey and your own experiences, navigating your own wellness back to vibrancy and resiliency and, you know, this lovely, glowing, vibrant, radiant health. So what did you do personally that helped you find your way? Mm, I love that you use the word resiliency because that, Word really strikes
3: pretty loud for me and what I did with my health. Mm-hmm. Um, back when I first started, you know, when I realized I had an issue, I felt very not resilient. And I always wondered if I was going to be able to expand my ability to be resilient. Mm-hmm. And I have. So I feel like I'm always a walking example that you can do this. Mm-hmm. I felt extremely sensitive. Um, so sensitive. I felt like anything could take me down. Mm. I felt like I had no like backbone to me and my and that's your immune system really. Right. That's the strength within. And so I had to rebuild that. And one of the first things I did, and you know, once again, this is back when I was nineteen, twenty and way before, you know, a lot of this was known. So I really came upon this by deeply listening to myself. Uh, one of the first things I did is I took myself off sugar. Mm-hmm. and I'm talking processed sugar. And I noticed a healing response. Right away. Yeah. And so I just knew I was on to something. I yeah. was like, oh, I'm on to something. Yeah. So from there, I just realized food was, you know... way to feed myself medicine so i wanted to figure out what was the best food for me Mm -hmm. and soon after that i realized i had a dairy sensitivity and um when i took myself off that i was like oh my god i feel so much better and then soon after that i went gluten-free and this is before anybody talked about (laughs) gluten-free like you know you definitely couldn't buy things that were gluten-free either so it was Quite horrible. It wasn't,
0: it wasn't known yet. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. and then from there, I actually um stopped drinking for a whole three years, and mm-hmm. this was you know way back in that which early, is
0: basically yeah. sugar and gluten.
3: Yeah, <laughs> right. So all those big things, and um I just went on a very simple kind of uh, the body ecology approach. Mm-hmm. Um and at that point was noticing huge changes like Mm -hmm. in my emotions my mood my energy levels um my digestion things were things were good but you know obviously not perfect um so from there i had to really rebalance this underlying stuff really Mm -hmm. it was you know fungus um, bacterial imbalance in my gut so i just got in uh, the flow and the philosophy of wanting to do like seasonal cleansing with myself mm-hmm. and at first it didn't look that organized because I didn't understand what I was doing mm-hmm. I was very young and playing around with how to heal my body right but as you know like since I was so young and here I am 42 um, as the years progress I realized what this is is it's a seasonal way of actually cleansing and clearing the dysfunctions in my body mm. and so I started to focus every spring and fall and during those seasons I would just take a moment with myself and you know really assess you know assess based on my lifestyle based on my workload um, based on what was up for me that season and I would plan a seasonal cleansing ritual. Mm -hmm. And it was a self care ritual. And I would also usually take some kind of herbs and um, really focused on whatever I wanted to rebalance in my body that season, and set a period of time that I was going to, you know, do my healing that season. Mm -hmm. And I found that when I got into the cycle, I actually noticed that I had the energy I wanted to have during the summer which is this outgoing, playful, joyful energy. Super fun. Yeah. And then when I did my fall cleansing and my clearing both and I'm talking emotional level, you know, spiritual level, all the levels and the physical level, Mm -hmm. Uh, then I found that when I went into the winter, I was able to be more resilient at that point, mm-hmm. not catch the colds, mm-hmm. um, feel more sustained in that winter stillness of a season and in that inward season. And so that became a huge part of my healing rituals.
0: That's a huge part of life, right? Is yeah. not getting sick in the winter, in our climate at least, right? Where we have, most years anyway, we have a, a winter, you know, and a whole time to to really nourish and to, and to try to really take care
3: yeah yep. so this that has you know been really true to me and something that i teach my clients mm-hmm. and um and then you know like this was also a huge piece was that fermentation
2: mm-hmm.
3: that first moment when i uh, embarked at heartwood and i had my first sip of brazil knot kefir i will never forget it <laughs> like literally my eyes rolled back in my head and I just had this silly grin and I just it was like oh <gasps> this is my missing elixir and i just knew that i needed to reculture my body
0: literally yes yeah
3: and so that's why i became a fermentation fanatic like super geeky like i used to drive around with sauerkraut to people's houses and teach them how to make sauerkraut because i was literally thinking everybody needed to do this like Mm -hmm. this is so crucial do yeah
0: (laughs) yeah and most people that find it kind of have, I think I had the same thing. I was just like, what is this? Now I have to do all the things now. I have to ferment literally everything that is possible to ferment. <laughs> it's it's super fun. And
3: um, yeah, it's, it, you know, as it's evolved, it's more mild. <laughs> I get my crock out a couple times a year, kind of a thing. But at the time it was just, yeah, I wanted to ferment everything and just see the life and vibrancy. And really what it is for people who don't know, I'll just say is that fermenting, um, really helps break down whatever it is that you're eating. So mm-hmm. you're enhancing the nutrients and then you're also um, cultivating probiotics and enzymes in those foods. So when you eat it, you're re-inoculating your body with basically the, the microbes of your environment. Mm-hmm. And it's really the reason why you want to ferment a home if possible yeah. is because you are taking the microbes of your environment and putting, and they're growing on that cabbage or whatever it is you're fermenting and then you're putting that into your body mm-hmm. and when it cultivates in your body you are then becoming more immune to your environments and everything you're so, in
0: symbiosis with it yeah exactly. you're part of the culture garden
3: exactly and then you know a big part of my journey was i at a young age was a uh, big into travel Mm-hmm
2: yeah and right? the world I, is amazing
3: yeah so I traveled and I just what didn't have that full resiliency on board yet mm. and I picked up all sorts of little critters and uh, yeah. on your travels yes uh-huh. um, so I've had like a good like you know four different parasites um, that I've had and so learning to properly um, clear my body of parasites and once again rebuild rebuild the immune system rebuild the gut flora from that Um can <laughs>
0: use said that i thought you you you're like i've had four different parasites i was thinking of them as like intimate relationships that you've now broken (laughs) up with (laughs) no i mean they're really they get in there and they like change your life you know parasite when people come back from travels and then suddenly they can't have a good shit for yeah a month or whatever you know it's like it changes your whole way of being yeah and it's very much
3: like that i would say I always talk to people because often when I do a stool analysis, my clients come back with parasites and um, they had no idea. So I tell my clients because I know there is this relationship. It's a boundary issue. Yeah. And it's not only like the leaky gut boundary issue, but it's an energetic boundary issue where you Mm. actually have to reclaim your power Mm -hmm. and reclaim your vessel and your space. Right. Yeah. And say, nope. This is not your not home. For you. yeah. <laughs> and so there's a, lots of healing on that on many levels. Um, and so I, you know, journeyed through that and re-healed from that. And, you know, I mentioned earlier that I dealt with some mold toxicity that was no joke. I definitely, um, during that time, is when um, my immune system really crashed even harder. Mm-hmm. It was this environmental stressor that like totally took a toll for me and when it did I actually was dealing with a mutated form of bacteria I would say this was the most sickest I was ever
2: Mm. my whole journey Mm
3: -hmm. Um, this was when I actually did it I had thoughts at that moment that I wasn't going to make it Mm. um, because this bacteria was so extreme and at that point I literally was going to like dozens of doctors praying for an answer because I had um Just not to be graphic, but boils coming out of every part of my body Mm. and uh, lots of pus. (laughs) And um, I felt very contagious. So, you know, a lot of people, like very few people know me during this time because I isolated. And I kept myself away from people. And I was, you know, I saw, like I said, a dozen different doctors. And the thing was, is when they were testing and culturing this bacteria, they actually couldn't name it. And wow. the sus- the suspect of this is that you know due to the antibiotics that it was actually just off the knowing of our knowing like this had mutated so much Mm -hmm. that it wasn't like one of our common bacterias anymore and and yeah so i had to bring on all the force to just um really heal myself at that time and that's where um a lot of prayer work and a lot of just focusing on myself at that point and um you know just to throw in another level of my healing because it is like a really long journey and i
0: know this is a lot but um healing is a long journey though. it's a long journey i mean even like you said some clients can have miraculous healing and just you know a short period of time with getting the right mm-hmm. the right evidence the right clues to support them making a different choice in their lives it's not something that then you can just go and be unkind to your body. Like it's a, it's a journey that we're always finding. How can, how can I find the time to really nourish and honor? Yeah. Like I could literally just do self-care practices all day, every day. <laughs> we all could. And so we're finding out how do I fit that into my life? How do I fit my life into self-care? You know, it's this symbiotic relationship, this mutually beneficial and engagement with how do I live well? And how do I also live in the world that we have with the demands on me from the society that we currently exist in
2: yeah well said yeah yep
3: And for me, the reason why I was able to do the depth of healing was when I was living here in Willits on the 150 acres, and I was able to move slow Mm -hmm. and really finally tune into my body. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I could have done it if I was anywhere else. Like that land provided me the space to heal.
0: Nature is the biggest healer,
2: right? On
0: Earth, this stuff is going
3: on.
2: Absolutely.
3: And um, yeah, so the the other piece I just want to share just uh, with anybody who's listening is this actually happened way back. So this was a big part of like the bigger scheme of what was happening is due to my gut health, I lost my cycle for seven years um, from age Mm -hmm. 21 to 28. And it wasn't because I was under eating or over exercising, it was actually because I was so inflamed and toxic. Mm. And my liver was so overburdened by what was going on in my gut and so my my body just couldn't produce hormones and it definitely didn't want to have a baby so i was i had amenorrhea Mm -hmm. and um during this time that was also a place where i was seeking out so much like you know advice from medical professionals and it was just Mm -hmm. unfortunate they wanted to put me on birth control and then a hormone replacement therapy and here i am in my 20s and i'm like uh i want to know what is going on with my body so so, um, you know, for me, the answer to that, cause I now cycle regularly, I ovulate almost every cycle. And, uh, the answer to that was this underlying gut healing and, you know, live for focusing a lot on my liver health mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um, it brought hormone balance back and regular cycles back. And, um, Fantastic. yeah, so that is, uh, he, huge piece and um, also just wanted to share um like i like the part that wanted me to lace that in is the deep prayer part because mm-hmm. what happened for me to bring my menstrual cycle back was um really working with some plant medicine
0: mm-hmm. totally
3: yeah and um i feel really grateful for that plant medicine i actually um at one point went to peru and i brought my bot self back i i went to Peru and I worked with a shaman at that point and did some deep work to try to bring my menstruation back it didn't happen there but I brought some ayahuasca back home with me Mm -hmm. and this was actually a self-held ceremony that I did on the land here in Willits and I my roommate was leaving and I said hey bye Um, when you come back I'll be bleeding I remember telling him that Mm. and as he left I set up a ceremony for myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is gonna be the moment. I am going to bring my menstruation back. And I drank some ayahuasca and prayed so deeply, deeper Mm -hmm. than I ever have Mm -hmm. to bring my menstruation back. And I start bleeding the next morning.
2: Oh, wow.
3: And I yeah. know. So um, there is this other aspect of healing, you know, that's like beyond totally. the food and the cleansing. It's um, this deeper connection of prayer and um, really just interweaving that with everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm.
0: The energetic is so much of everything. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I remember we actually got to sit in ceremony together the only time that I've gotten to be with Mama Aya. And I just remember you were well onto your healing journey. You felt like this vibrant, wonderfully healthy person with, you know, just like wings (laughs) coming through. And so it's, it's so beautiful to hear your story too. I didn't, I've heard bits of it before, but to really know the depth of the journey that you went through and, and have come out the other side too, like as a, an ability to share that now with others, because you have that, that deep empathy for what people are going through because you have been on that road yourself and also a a deep sense of this is possible Mm -hmm. healing is possible we can we can try to find the ways that you can have health again just so key for life
3: absolutely And there was just one more piece that I have to speak to because it was important is like I just had this sense like I got through, I got my period back, my gut was better, um, my energy was better and my hormones were doing great. But there was something still lingering like i was still getting yeast Mm -hmm. infections Mm -hmm. and i was still um, just feeling the remnants of this mutated bacteria in my body Mm -hmm. and i knew there was just something else and this is once again i'm actually um been sharing a lot about this currently on instagram is i actually sat once again to ask myself at the time i had a lip rash that i could not get rid of and it was this endless story of like doctors telling me, oh, it's cold sores, oh no, it's not cold sores, just joking, it's dermatitis. And and so I wanted to know what was going on, what was trying to express through my this bottom lip mm-hmm. blistering that was happening, and I sat in meditation once again without any plant medicines, this was just uh, sitting quietly with myself, and I heard heavy metals. Mm-hmm. And I just never considered it before, so I actually drove down to Sebastopol, you know, a couple hours down the way and found this doctor who does urine testing of heavy metals. Mm-hmm. And um, I tested myself, found some heavy metals, and even beyond just the testing, to be honest, it was my deeper intuition that was like, this is it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I actually went on a heavy metal chelation. Uh-huh. I don't highly recommend chelation, being someone who's been through it. So I just want to say that straight off. Yeah. I did use a synthetic chelator called DMSA um, for six months. My lip rash immediately went, went away after the first round of chelation. But I actually, in my practice, support people with heavy metal cleansing in a more natural, gentler way, mm-hmm. I feel like um, chelation could be dangerous for certain people.
0: Mm. So uh, chelation is a, a process that, because I always I say, oh yeah, I, I chelate that out with cilantro, but that's not really what we're talking about here.
3: Chelation um, is more a term, anytime you're pulling out heavy metals, you can use the word chelation. Mm-hmm. It's the actual pulling. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, cilantro is a chelator, but a gentle one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, DMSA is just very dramatic. Mm-hmm. And the unfortunate thing is, it's also chelating all your essential
0: minerals. Mm, right, and like antibiotics. Like yes, you're getting rid of this, but you're also getting rid of your entire microbiome.
3: Yes. So there are better ways, but after that, I did notice huge, huge shift, and mm-hmm. that's where I was like, okay wow, all those infections aren't like plaguing me like they were plaguing me, I felt resiliency. And um, so, yeah, and like, you know, this is kind of a drawn out long story. I don't think anybody else needs to have a story this long. But um, I feel like, obviously, and I knew as I was walking through this journey, I was like, I'm going to be helping others with this. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm bringing back answers for others on their personal healing journey. So,
0: I'm so glad that you did. When people call you, what are the symptoms, the most common symptomologies that you're working with?
3: Definitely work with a lot of people that suffer really huge uh, gut discomfort.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. And I'm talking about um, where they're actually like their life isn't being inhibited because of the symptoms. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're just, you know, either isolating because it's so uncomfortable, you know, not feeling like they can eat because it's so uncomfortable. um, And just, yeah, just holding them back from really living their life. Mm -hmm. The other would be fatigue, um, and this is like definitely something to investigate because I think it can be a variety of different things. Um, but this is where you know they're getting all the sleep, and then they wake up and they're just still exhausted. Mm-hmm. They're drinking the coffee and they're still exhausted, and they're barely making it through the day. And it's just uh, a feeling like their their life force is just totally diminished. Mm-hmm. For that, it's just you know, really looking deeper into all the things for that. And um, fertility challenges, this is becoming quite a huge issue, and I think it's just getting worse. Mm-hmm. I think it has a lot to do with our current stress levels yeah. and the fact that people live in a state of fight and flight. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a state of fight and flight, you're not in a state of, you know, Preparing your body for conception, right. so that's pretty huge. Our also our environmental toxins are just you know expedited at this point, and that's probably only going to be getting worse. And I also just think there's an issue with the fact that you know as a woman or a person with a womb, we don't think think about our fertility until we actually want to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually a huge issue. And I think it's going to continue to be an issue until we start teaching people younger who have wombs that fertility is
0: important Mm -hmm. and to connect with it and to understand it. Even people that don't have wombs. I mean, I remember this is kind of a funny example, but my son and I would do everything together when he was a little kid. And I just remember I'd go to the bathroom, you know, and he'd be like, follow me around. So sometimes he'd come to the bathroom. And I remember when I was bleeding, he was like, what's that? And I was like, Oh, women bleed, you know, or people bleed sometimes. And, and then even like, I would check my mucus regularly, Mm -hmm. my fertility mucus. And I just remember showing him one day kind of on the fly. I was like, this is fertile mucus. And he was really little, and I'm sure it has not been retained. But you know, it was just like, this is gonna be an important thing for him at some point. For me, like I'm such a fertile person that I've I've taught fertility awareness classes mm-hmm. and it's like, I have to do everything you can imagine not to get pregnant basically. Uh-huh. And so, you know, there's that end of it too, I suppose. But for the most part, I think we are gonna have more and more people that are just not able to conceive. And to have a relationship with what is your normal, you know, what is your body doing, gives you an opportunity to at least track yourself. Absolutely. And this tracking is amazing that we're
3: talking about the fertility awareness and Mm -hmm. I'm also a fertility awareness educator uh, certified actually. And um, yeah, this tracking is a way to track your health Yeah. because when you're not ovulating every cycle, it's a sign that something's going on Mm -hmm. and we should not be discovering in our later years when we're finally ready to have a baby that there's something wrong with our fertility Mm -hmm. Um, we should you know be really catching that right off the bat and so I do think um, cycle tracking and fertility awareness should be taught you know whether it's you know eventually as a form of contraception or Mm -hmm. not just the basic knowledge of how your body works and that we are fertile beings and fertility is a sign of health so that's the rhythm of your own body
2: really exactly I mean
0: I got it down to I I'm I'm not really trying to get pregnant at all anymore. I'm like, my son's a teenager. I'm on the end of that, you know, parenting fertility piece in that way. But I remember when it was really active for me, I was just, I was so intimate with my cycle. I knew, you know, where I was. I knew, I even got to the place where it was like, oh, I think this is a left ovary ovulation, you know, or a right ovary ovulation because you can feel, I mean, there's a sensitivity when you bring your awareness to that level of what's happening with my body. It's huge. It's huge. So I think, you know, the number one with a practice like
3: that is it helps you tune into yourself. And this extends to all aspects of life. It is a mindfulness practice. It gives you a wealth of knowledge. And me too. I've been tracking for six years and I've used it as my form of contraception. And it's never failed me. Fertility awareness has never failed me specifically. The method, that method. So... Mm -hmm.
0: Today's PSA is about your free consults. So if someone comes to you and says, hey, I have uh, gut issues and I'm really trying to figure this out, you'll do 45 minute free consultations with them to help them start that investigation of what could possibly be going on so that they can have health and wellness.
3: Yeah, so this is called the strategy session. And I just, I love offering this free session. It's really no obligation, but it is a place where I can also be with someone and assess deeper, you know, by getting into their health history and get into pretty deep into their health history. And then, you know, at that point, I will offer some suggestions at the end of that session, especially if it feels like we're a good fit to work together. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's a total assessment between me and that person if we're aligned to work together and if so I um, share more about how to do that you know I have levels of packages uh, I have anywhere from working with me for one to two months to up to a year. Mm-hmm. And depending
0: on the level of need and what's going on. for Exactly. The person.
3: Yeah. Some people just need, a, you know, a couple of labs and a couple of sessions. And some people, it's just such a severe issue that I have to just recommend something more extensive. Mm-hmm. And, and at that point, it's just a, you know, figuring out what's perfect um, in a line for that person. If anything is and um and then yeah so that's what that free session is about i always offer a great deal of information and insight and if i'm not the perfect practitioner for that person i always like to refer that person out or Mm -hmm. give some thoughts to that person of where they could go to get some deeper support
2: Mm
0: -hmm. right because people come i'm sure with lots of different i you know trajectories on their health and lots of different starting places too right we all have our Kind of just institute living our lives but people have different backgrounds and different ways that they're they're seeking different things mm-hmm. and not everybody wants to make changes i mean that's something that i feel like is the biggest the biggest potential is like are you willing to have a new life you know and and kind of go with that and see what that entails and for people that are there's you know great possibilities full wellness
3: yeah yeah, and I think that's a huge part of on um, the strategy session is just seeing if it is that right fit because I feel like what I have to offer is for the person who's done so many things and they're just so ready for that mm-hmm. change. They're ready to make health a priority in their life and they're ready to put that on top on the list. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Even with all of these different ailments that people have, you're still a total optimist about healing.
3: I am. And I feel like that's one of the greatest things I can offer my clients, actually, is I just feel like I can be on the other end of the tunnel holding the light. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that comes not only from my health story and just seeing how I was told often, you'll have this for the rest of your life. There's no solution and for me to prove them so clearly wrong not only have seen that in myself but i have seen that with my clients um countless times and sometimes it actually is an easy fix it's something that was just so overlooked
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know i can think of one client who feels like they had a specific gut um infection since they were young and mm-hmm. so we did a stool analysis detected on um, this h pylori in her gut and she did some herbs to clear it and it just changed her life like mm-hmm. it um allowed her to have energy again to sure. regain body weight where she felt like she could never she was just so feeling so th- thin and frail like mm-hmm. she wasn't digesting her nutrients um And yeah, and often with my clients is sometimes it can be so simple. Like sometimes it is this underlying thing, you know, that we find. But sometimes it's actually like, oh, they're actually eating gluten and they have a severe sensitivity. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just really navigating um, and repairing their circadian rhythm Mm -hmm. and their sleep-wake cycle. And I also really focus on helping people deal with their stress Mm -hmm. and really figure out how to manage their stress in a more healthy way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's these very simple lifestyle diet things. And then sometimes it's stuff that's deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why we use the functional lab testing just to see what else is there. Because let's just face it life, it can be stressful. We have internal and external stressors that we face on a daily basis. So a lot of my work is just really assessing these stressors and teaching people methods to really decrease them, decrease the inflammation and the stress in their life overall.
0: Thank you so much for sharing about your healing journey, Luna. That was really beautiful, and I'm really, I'm excited that you're offering this work to people and that you're, you're taking your own healing journey and transforming it into something that can really help people. So thank you so much for what you're doing.
3: Mm, thank you, Maury. It's been a pleasure, and I just feel so grateful that you're using this podcast to just share such amazing information about community and and yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Fantastic Podcast. I'm Maureen Atura and you can reach me by checking out my website, www.maureenatura.com. You can read about upcoming author events or sign up for my email list to stay up to date with the content that I create. If you go to maureenatura.com slash the positive fantastic podcast, you can link directly to any of the podcast episodes that have already been published and see short summaries describing each episode. I'm on social media and you can follow me on Facebook on my page, Maureen Natura Author. And you can follow me on Instagram at AuthorMaureen Natura. Check out my channel at youtube.com slash Maureen Natura to see a video featuring Luna Hart sharing about her conscious livelihood. You can visit Luna's website, www.hartofhealth.com, that's heart of health, to learn more about her offerings. You can follow her on Facebook and Instagram at LunaHeartofHealth, L U N A. H A R T of Health. You can email her, heartofhealth at gmail.com, or you can go to wwwhartofhealthcom strategy to set up a free consult session. Special appreciation to Copper Woman for her song, Counting Our Blessings, at the beginning of this episode. For more about Copper's music, you can visit www.copperwoman.com. This episode of The Positive Fantastic has been brought to you on the full moon, and I hope you'll join us on the summer solstice for an interview with wise woman Michelle Vesser. Cheers, and may all your journeys to reclaiming your health be fantastic portals of transformation.